Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in just 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi. It is currently 11.46 p.m. on a Monday night. I am in the back of my family's van, or the lab. Uh, Those that follow on social or have been listening for a while, you guys know I call this the lab. I'm in the lab recording, um, and it is dark in the van. I am cold. My house has been without power for almost two days. But look, there's a first time for everything, and I am here in the lab recording this show because I want to talk WandaVision. I have to talk WandaVision. This is priority number one for me in my life. I have to talk about it, and uh, the show must go on, so I will always do whatever I can to drop the show. So I just want to prove I'm out here, I'm putting in the time, and I'm grinding for you guys. The show goes on. This episode, I'm taking a look at five WandaVision theories for the remaining three episodes of the show. There are so many theories out there, and I want to take a peek into some that seem likely or unlikely, or some that just seem uh, pretty cool. So, I'm going to take a look at five. Now, I, I kind of scraped around the internet, talked to some of my Marvel friends, uh, you know, and see what see what everybody had to say and see what's kind of out there floating floating around in the multiverse. Uh, and, I, and I came up with the five that I wanted to talk about. These might not be the most popular or the most likely, but I feel like they're worth talking about. Number one, Hayward wants to create superpowered mutants from Wanda for S.W.O.R.D. I haven't heard this one until today, until I did a little digging online, and actually, I like this one. I, probability? I don't know. I'm not I'm not putting it as, like, highly probable, but it, it definitely makes sense. It's logical, right? Hayward's the worst. We all know this. We don't understand what his endgame end is here yet. We don't know what he's going for, but it could be that he wants to create superpowered kids for S.W.O.R.D. He definitely wants something from Wanda, right? Like, he's trying to kill her, and he believes that she needs to be taken down, that she is the sole person with all of the answers for what is happening in Westview, for the Hex, for any kind of data or information that he's trying to get out of her. He is, like, hell-bent on focusing on Wanda, except for this, uh, you know, secret uh, cataract project focusing only on Vision. But Anyway, Hayward's got his got his things. Maybe he just wants to take her out because then he can have her kids. Because then he can have mutants or, you know, specialized, superpowered kids that he can capture and learn to control and, uh, you know, use for the benefit of S.W.O.R.D. Hayward's shady, so, uh, you know, ipso facto, S.W.O.R.D. is shady. And I, I think that's where that could be headed. Again, do I think it's highly probable? No. I don't think it's too far-fetched, though. I think it's right there in the sweet spot. I think it's totally possible. It'd be a nice little twist, learning that Hayward is not after Wanda. He's after her kids for for the future, right? Um, I think we're going to get a huge glimpse into what Hayward wants next episode and where he is headed. Um, I think this could be part of it, and I, I just I'm dying to know where he is headed. I'm not done talking about Hayward on this episode. And I know I talk about him on every episode of the show, but hey, Hayward's the worst. 
and you got to talk about the worst. Theory number two. WandaVision is in part an origin story for Spectrum, the hero that Monaco Rambeau becomes. We know in episode five that Monaco's taking her x-ray. Things looked a little suspicious, you know, or rather uh, non-existent, could we say, hinting that her molecules have already been changing since she got out of the hex the first time. Then last episode, we got confirmation from Darcy that since Monica had been inside the hex again, so Monica has been in the hex twice already, that her molecular structure was changing each time she entered. This would absolutely make sense to be a Spectrum origin story. I think it's lined up perfectly. I think it could benefit the future of the MCU entirely. And I think it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that could happen. In the comics, Monica is exposed to an energy disruptor device. So yeah, this would be a little bit different, um, a little bit different of an origin storyline. But I really don't think it's that, like that far-fetched. I don't think it's that far different from that. And it would bring a new superhero into the MCU, one that we would have seen from the very beginning. And I love Monica. I feel like everybody loves Monica. I think I think she should stick around the MCU. She's wonderful. Um, and I didn't know a lot about Spectrum until today. I did, you know, did a little research. I do have a Marvel encyclopedia at my house, so I cracked that sucker open. Learned that Spectrum can transform herself into electromagnetic energy. The more you know. Didn't know that. So, you know... Learning some uh, some Marvel things. If you don't know anything about Marvel and want me to look inside my encyclopedia, let me know because I'm always looking for you know a dumb reason to look inside my Marvel encyclopedia, I'm like a little Marvel nerd, and I love it. Um, I absolutely want more Monica in the MCU. I think this would be an epic way for her to be introduced into the MCU. Totally makes sense. Seems highly highly probable. Monica turning into Spectrum. We're getting an origin story. Okay, theory number three. Now this is this is like a brand new theory based off of what we know about Pietro in episode 6. Like man, Pietro is this this guy. He is something else. He's suspicious. Totally suspicious, right? Like I don't tr- I mean, hey, I don't trust Hayward, but I definitely don't trust Pietro. I think there's a lot of things going on with Pietro that that could happen. I think there's a lot of theories out there with Pietro. But I think uh, I think an interesting one and a possible one is that Pietro is, in fact, Nightmare. We know that something is fishy about Pietro. Could he be Mephisto? Could he be the Grim Reaper? Or could he be Nightmare? I think I think any one of those is possible. I don't really I don't really want to keep referring back to Mephisto and saying like, hey. Anybody could be Mephisto. The Stork could be Mephisto. Pietro could be Mephisto. Um, but, you know, any one of those things could be Mephisto. We could just be getting played. Nightmare lives in another dimension, so a multiverse-like being, which is which is very interesting because, you know, Pietro being recast, that kind of proves this multiverse situation that he could be coming from a multiverse. Hayward says Nightmare, and Pietro says the word Nightmare in episode six. Maximoff was never gonna negotiate with us. We take her out, this whole nightmare ends. It's a pretty big leap from giving people nightmares and shooting red wiggly woos out here. Suspicious. Hard, hard suspicious on that one. You know, other other aspects that could lead to him being nightmare. Pietro pretends to be a vampire and nightmare, I mean, is essentially like a vampire for like, you know, energy, like magic souls and magic energy. So a uh, little hint right there. 
And Pietro just acts weird, man. He just acts weird all the time. Like, I noticed when Vision gives him, like, knuckles. You know, like, in the beginning of the episode, he, like, gives him knuckles... But he like punches his shoulder. If you look at if you look at Pietro's face, he is like really grossed out and doesn't like Vision. We I mean, I think we can kind of infer and we kind of know that Vision and Pietro are at odds. Like they're fighting for the soul of Wanda, you could say. I mean, that's what that's what I would say. So whatever the case is, is I think Pietro is acting super strange. And the dude is not who he says he is. I think there's a lot more. He seemed really, like, investigative and uh, interrogating Wanda when he started asking all these questions in the town square. And, you know, he just made a lot of references to hell. And just, you know, Pietro, I, I I don't know. Something's going on with Pietro. We know this. Okay, theory number four. Sword has been compromised. Flat out, it's a fact. Sword has been compromised. This would have taken place during the five years that happened during the blip. Okay, so two two people could have overtaken uh, or compromised Sword. You could have AIM. I'm not super familiar with AIM, so hit me up on social at 15 Minute Marvel. Let me know what I need to know about AIM. Uh, you know I'm going to crack open that Marvel Encyclopedia and get to it. I am more familiar with Hydra. I'm a big Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan myself. R.I.P. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fantastic show. Hydra is a big, big part in Sword in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, I, I, I mentioned this last week on the episode. Could Hayward be working for Hydra? Now I'm talking again, but Sword in general. You know, Hydra, chop off one head, another two shall take its place. And I think it would be a good... A good, like, you know, reintroduction of Hydra back in the MCU. It's been a while without Hydra. We're officially five years post, you know, like, the the blip. And I think we could see Hydra starting to rise up again. I personally, I love Hydra. I love anything with Hydra. I think they're, they're an all-time classic villain. And, you know, like I said earlier about Hayward, he's specifically after Wanda. He tosses Darcy and Monica and Jimmy Woo out. He wants them gone. And he is just like super personally attacking people around him. What's his endgame? Like I said, I don't know what his endgame is. Um, We don't know where he's headed. But I do think it's highly possible that Sword has been compromised um, by, by Hydra or AIM. My money's on Hydra. I think they've been compromised. And I think Sword as a whole is fishy business. Just... Fishy business stinks of fish. I I want to see that play out. I I kind of hope we see that like sword is actually no good at all. Uh, I I just I think that could be where that's going. And then the fifth and final theory we're all talking about. I feel like we're all talking about it. Uh, Monica's aerospace friend is Reed Richards. Now we know that there is a Luke Skywalker level cameo expected, according to Elizabeth Olsen herself. And I feel like there's a lot of ideas floating out in the multiverse about who it could be. It's got to check a lot of boxes. Paul Bettany said on some interviews that it's, you know, he could create fireworks with this person. They've never actually worked together before. It's always been on his bucket list. Could be a whole slew of things. So I'm not here to talk theories on who the big cameo uh, that we're expecting could be. But I'm here to say that the aerospace friend is Reed Richards. 
this theory essentially just proves that, you know, Reed Richards could be coming to the MCU like now. We all want it. We just need it. John Krasinski to show up next episode, episode eight, episode nine. I don't even care. Just show up before the end of the season as Reed Richards officially introduce the Fantastic Four into the MCU. We get a nice, slow, just delicious buildup to the Fantastic Four over the next like two, three years would just be pristine, mouth-watering. I want to see that. Monica mentions that it's a he, so this would make sense to be a Reed Richards. Now, she said it was a she, I would have gone with Riri Williams. I'm a big Ironheart fan myself, and Riri Williams totally would have made sense. She is a she's a just a freaking genius. Um, so that would have been cool, you know, with her getting her own Ironheart show coming up. That would have been a cool way to throw her in the MCU, you know, a little nod to her early. But she said a he. So I'm going with Reed Richards. Um, and I think that is Monica's aerospace friend. I think we're uh, a lot of us are thinking that, and and I really hope that we do get a look into that before this series or the season is over. Um, and then, you know what? I do have a little bonus theory. This one, this one's a little out there. I wanted to throw this on the episode because I really do want to know what you guys think. I was talking to one of my Marvel friends, and he he mentioned this theory to me in passing. I, I didn't really think too much of it at first, and now I, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it constantly. I need to work through the, the logistics of this theory to see if it's actually like plausible. So somebody tell me, somebody get at me and tell me like timeline and, and places and events um, that could kind of help me better frame this theory. But could Pietro be Loki? Could he be Loki? Look, I, I, I like this at first because we know we're getting a Loki series. We know that Loki is going to be part of the TVA. Uh, and And that means he's traveling all over the place doing all sorts of things and monitoring all sorts of things. So look, vision can awaken people somehow. Okay. So we don't really know how he can awaken people yet, but it's possible that he could actually be having a, have a real mind stone from a multiverse, from a different universe that is still giving him powers to awake people and it's possible that Loki could have found his way in Westview to steal this Mind Stone. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Tell me why I'm absolutely insane. Do it. Tell me why this, this theory makes no sense at all. Prove me wrong. Um, so, but seriously, prove me wrong. Because I want to know if this if this theory is, is just too far out there. Um, so, you know, those are the five plus one, you know, plus the bonus theory. Uh, major theories that we've got for WandaVision heading into the final three episodes. And, you know, there's so many more out there that I haven't even covered, like tons of theories out there. Go check them out. Uh, And, you know, in terms of the big bad, the big bad of the series, we still don't know. Maybe it's Mephisto. Maybe it's Nightmare. Maybe it's the Grim Reaper. Maybe it's Wanda herself. Or maybe it's the uh, please stand by signal at the end of every episode. Gosh darn that please stand by signal. What theories do you have for the remaining episodes of WandaVision? What is the best theory that you have heard of? Please let me know at 15 Minute Marvel on Twitter and Instagram. Send all your thoughts my way. I want to read them. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any major podcast platform. And do not be afraid to leave a review on Apple Podcasts either. It'll help this show become more discoverable for other Marvel fans like yourself. And uh, you know what? That is a pretty cool thing. 
I will see you back here on Friday, where I will give you my reaction to the latest episode of WandaVision, episode 7. It's about to be Zappity, fam. I'm very excited. I can't believe we're already at episode 7 of WandaVision. It's happening, and you know, it's getting bittersweet. I don't want it to end. I will see you on Friday, and remember, always go higher, further, and faster. Oh.